0: Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. We are back with another round of the Fireside Freedom. How is everyone this evening, guys? Good. Doing pretty good. Excellent, excellent. Let's go around the horn. Nate, what are you drinking? Uh,
1: I have some 1792 Small Batch. Nice. So, that's going to be a drink of cho- choice tonight. Along with some water, because you
0: never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Theseia? What do you got uh, there? I'm finished.
2: I'm finishing up my Pepsi from dinner, and then I've got my water, too.
0: Nice, nice. Mr. Brown? Uh, I got a ginger ale, because I'm hardcore like that. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I got my Old Fashioned Made With Larceny small batch bourbon from North Carolina, because I ran out of my Knob Creek bourbon. So when I go to the city, I got to pick some more up. So what has everybody been up to as of late? I don't think I was on last week. I'm pretty sure, so um why don't we start with carrie what have you been working on the last week or so carrie i don't think any of us were on last week because half of us were right we were all, feeling down all that
3: yeah we running right on. <laughs> i think we all somehow we managed to all share the crud despite living many many hours away from each other um <laughs> doing jobs um got back from jack's uh i i guess last uh last monday i don't even yeah a week ago so uh that was cool Jax was awesome highly recommend it um jump on those tickets next year guys i actually got to go down there as part of the the kitchen staff and uh just had an amazing time and pretty much has been getting after it ever since had,
0: had a bunch of jobs lined up got some design clients i'm working with and just kind of plugging away tis the season i don't know depending on where you're at and what the weather's like for sure it's uh I don't know. I mean, do, have you had any uh, any of that white stuff down your way yet, Carrie? No, no. We've had some pretty like hard frost, but
3: uh, yeah, we're, we're still really, really dry. We've had like a little bit of rain since I got home, but overall, we're still way under on precipitation.
0: That sucks because you always know going into winter, no matter what happens, <clears throat> snow can look like a lot of moisture, but when it melts, it's not a lot of moisture. How about you, Theseia? What have you been up to? Kicking ass and taking names? <laughs> no,
2: but we did get like an inch of snow the other day and it's almost all gone. We don't we almost never get snow this time of year. Uh, it's usually like in February, but it's been a weird year. Um, I'm learning that YouTube University is not always what it is cracked up to be. I was so aggravated. I'm trying to figure I'm still trying to figure out how to take that shower out. And my house is old. So it's got those push pins that holds the surround of the shower in. And I was wrestling and trying to pop them out, and trying to pop them out. and So I did this YouTube university and there's this young girl. She's going, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I keep putting it off. I'm thinking, really? Just tell me. She goes, but I think I figured out how to get these push pins out. I'm thinking, okay. And I watched her for two, three minutes. I'm going, I can't handle you. But I did know when she said push pins, but I did the search bar and found a guy who could really help me. And I got the push pins out and I got the surround out. Now I got to crawl up underneath the house again and and un- and unhook the drain on the shower and I can pull the base out. So it's slow. It's I'm the
0: slowest person ever. No, that's not true. A dead person's slower. So that, that helps, you know. But I got to say, you inspire me, Thesea, and I say it all the time. But I just think it's pretty cool. Because you... Whatever. If it takes you longer than what it might take someone else, no big deal. You you take the time and you get in there and you you do it. So I think that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. I feel pretty inept.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? We, we all start somewhere, right? So, hey, we got the Philippine Nomad in the chat this evening. How are you, sir? Good to see him. How about you, Nate? What have you been up to, brother?
1: Uh, well, it was a busy weekend. We ended up processing our fourth hog. Uh, Aaron and I kind of scrambled through that. It was uh, a whole whopping nine degrees in the garage.
0: Wait, uh, nine nine Fahrenheit?
1: Yes, nine Fahrenheit. Oh, well, that's it's good, it's good. the meat's not going to spoil at least. <laughs> yeah. So we had a, a buddy heater running in there, or the big buddy, just to keep us warm, you know, take the bite out of the air. Uh, we started about 9.30, and I th- think we finished about 8.30 at night with the grinder. So got everything done. It's a busy weekend. Uh we processed all the lard out yesterday. Nice. And got a couple pounds of that. So we're uh doing pretty good. We ended up with uh fifty six pounds of ground sausage. Uh we instead of doing pork chops, we did roasts and then uh probably about fourteen or fifteen pounds of bacon. Ooh. So or at least pork belly. I, I uh this upcoming weekend
0: I'm gonna do all the bacon, get all that smoked up. Did uh did you save the brain to make head cheese? No, I didn't. So <laughs> never never mind. I I just yeah. My uncle, the, the one year we did pigs, my uncle saved them and made head cheese. And I said, Hey, you can have her, buddy. I <laughs> yeah. got no interest in eating brains. There's a lot of things I'll eat, but boy, I don't know. I yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, that's cool. Did you You guys getting faster at it? Because you've done – how many pigs overall have you guys done now? This is our
1: fourth one that we've done.
0: Okay. Um, First one was like 12
1: hours just to get the – get it cut down and ready to go in the grinder. Second one was like six. Third was about four. And this one
0: was probably about four. Nice. So Um, is it – you know, shoot it and pack it the same day, or do you hang it for a few days first?
1: Uh, we have a meat locker do it for us. Okay. We take it up to them, have them kill it, chill it, gut it, do all that other stuff, get all the hair off. They charge us 80, 80 bucks or so. We got to run
0: about an hour north of us. Boy, that's not bad. That's yeah. actually pretty freaking good, 80 bucks to take care of the killing, the cleaning, and the hanging? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you you guys uh, wrap it in paper, or do you vacuum seal, or what do you vacuum do? Vacuum seal it. Yeah. Yeah we
1: Erin's got real smart. She vacuum seals the ground flat. Yep. Instead of in tubes. So yes. it actually stacks up in the freezer better.
0: That took <laughs> i tell you a funny story so when i first i used to buy a hamburger when i lived by myself in bulk and i would always pack his mom up she's like hey you got to put it in the freezer in one pound packs and we'd make a big ball of it right yep and then i met becky and her dad and he had very particular ways of doing everything <laughs> and he said tim you freeze your hamburger wrong and i'm like what are you talking about and he goes look <laughs> and he flattens it right out and makes a big one and of course i don't know what i was just barely 20 at the time and i thought i i I didn't want to listen. You know, you're too stubborn sometimes, right? So then a few days later, I'm thinking, well, shit, that really is a lot better. It, it stacks better. It's it's less prone to freezer burn. It's easier to get the arrow to the bag. All of that. So, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. It's, it's funny how it takes us a while to learn things, eh?
1: Yeah. Aaron started doing that right off the bat, and uh, that's definitely helped out a lot.
0: Any certain blend you put in your sausage?
1: Uh, usually we just grab... Well, we cube everything up and then grab a little bit of fat as we're working okay. through, and just kind of mix it up. Okay. We don't we don't have it down to a science. I'm sure a butcher would uh, kill us for half the stuff we grind up,
0: but oh whatever. What about uh, flavor, like seasoning or anything? Yeah, we do. Uh,
1: we do about ten pounds of Italian, okay. and then we do uh, we have breakfast
0: sausage just off to the side that we add as we cook it. Save some loose sausage to make sausage, biscuits, and gravy? Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, for me, um, we have had, since I was last... Well, since the 1st of November, we've had two feet of snow here. Um, And it was cold. It got down to minus 18 Celsius, which would be... That'd have to be below zero Fahrenheit, I'm pretty sure. Uh, And then the last couple of days, it's warmed right up. The roads are melting. The eaves are dripping. So we're, you know, on, on the flat, we probably have eight inches of snow now, now that the sun's beat it down and settled down. Uh, I went, I uh, had a bank property that has been, it's it's way, I mean, like 20 twenty minutes off the main drag. It's way out in the middle of nowhere. And I finally got the go-ahead. They, they messaged me and said, we want you to board it up. So I went up there yesterday with half a truckload of chipboard and boarded all the windows and doors up. So that's done. And... Yeah, other than that, spent the day today um, going to YouTube University. I decided to dig into, did you guys ever use TubeBuddy at all? It's um, So it's a program that will help you with like keyword searches. Um, it helps um, figure out the ideal title for videos, things like that. So I spent quite a bit of time digging into that today, and uh, we're going to see if it pays dividends. So other than that, yeah, we, uh, me and the missus are going away this weekend. We're going to go do some shopping. Hi, Margo. We got Margo Nyman on there right now. Nice to have you. So this evening, when Carrie suggested the topic for the episode, I thought he was just talking about, uh, you know, winging it. But then I realized, oh, wait a minute. No, he, he really wants to talk about, uh, you know, coming up with outside the box ideas. So Carrie, since it was your idea... Why don't you start this evening with uh, a story? Oh, did I lose you?
3: Yeah. There we so, go. And my internet's being a butthole again. So. That's okay. Sorry if I talk over you guys. You're good. Um, I had, okay, I had a job this morning. I made the mistake of saying to angels, I was heading out the door. I don't think this is going to take me too long. I'll be back in a couple of hours. and uh so and it was it's like a mile and a half down the road so it was it was great you know it was gravy loaded up the little walk behind tiller all this guy wanted was his um garden expanded about 75 percent and i get about 90 percent of the work done and the tiller's like hey i ain't gonna work anymore sorry and uh i fiddled with it for a while kind of figured out um ultimately that a uh I don't even know what to call it, but it's a, a piece that basically runs the the choke cable to that particular spot. So the choke was running wide open. And um I tried different mechanisms to try to get it to stay closed with the engine warm. I didn't need it wide open and all that and and it just wasn't happening. So uh and you know I'm in the middle of kind of like a nice neighborhood and i'm trying really hard not to uh throw a carry fit because i'm sure everybody has a camera and i've already gone through uh dozens of creative phrases at this point and i was like well and the, and the guy's not home he's on vacation i'm doing this it's a first-time customer i've already had to reschedule him first time i one time i really just want it to be done and nice and you know squared away for a, for a first-time customer well i've got an electric tiller here at the house corded electric tiller which would have been fine except um you know i'm way in the back of the yard and there's no outdoor power or anything but i had to finish the job so i came back to the house i grabbed my electric tiller and the cord and the giant generator the uh it's the one we used to you know run the house and charge the battery pack up. so it's like 6500 watts or some shit one of the big predator ones and uh wheeled that thing onto the trailer, got back to the job site, wheeled it out there, ultimately got it all finished. But I'm sure somebody has got video of me being like, why is that guy running an electric tiller <laughs> with a giant generator? I mean, and it's that thing is so loud. I got the job done. I sent pictures to the customer. He was happy with it. He paid me. Um, you know, he'll have me back out and stuff. I did tell him, you know, I said, I'm having trouble with my machine. I'm gonna find a workaround, but I'll let you know if I'm gonna have to come back and finish. And it all worked out fine. But um it kind of reminded me of a photo I saw a few weeks back where I I kinda kinda dogged on it a little bit and it was a it was a Tesla that was uh that had a luggage carrier on the back and had one of those generators on it, um, with two big five gallon gas cans. And uh I was you know, made made the usual rude commentary about a, a photo that looks um, you know, it's it's kind of like, well, why in the world? So anyhow, that was my example of um, improvisation today and adapting and overcoming. and I'm sure everybody's got a story, so I'm eager to hear uh, about you guys.
0: That was awesome, Carrie. I would love to plug that electric tiller into a kilowatt meter and just see how little power it really uses it i mean it's not going to use any more than 1500 but i'm guessing it's probably around a thousand watts so you get this big ass 6500 watt generator to run this one little thing that would run but i totally get it because i have been in places i the you know the first couple of jobs i took for trimming hedges i didn't even have a battery or a gas one so it was run the longest thickest extension cord i could find to to do it and try my damnedest not to cut through the electrical cord so you manage not to tangle up your cord in your tiller yeah no problems with
3: that um and i've used this thing a lot so i've kind of got it you know i got it where i can play the cord out and and have enough not too much slack where it's getting in the way um and and the funny thing is so i looked at the rating on it and it's like an eight and a half amp oh or it's a 12 actually that's my my little generator, my little uh call it the suitcase generator, it's an eight and a half amp. The tiller is a twelve. Okay. I do think the tiller pulls like nine hundred to a thousand watts. Yeah. But uh and I and that was my initial thought. I was like, I'll just grab the suitcase generator. I might be able to make that work because I don't need to um you know run at full speed necessarily. uh but I couldn't get that turd to start either, even though like I tested it 2 weeks ago and then emptied the gas back out and did all the usual small engine stuff but it was just like everything I touched everything I touched went haywire. Um the uh the Jeep started acting weird too like on my way back. I was like it was um the engine started racing and I'm like what in the world? I'm like sit and it feels like the accelerator is stuck and I'm like great. I've got a problem with, you know, a throttle cable somewhere. And um, get back up to the farm to realize that my uh, floor mat has gotten over top of the gas pedal
0: and they're Thank really stiff and
3: really heavy. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was like, okay, easy fix there. So it was also a reminder to like, you know, look for the obvious problem first, right. Before you go all, uh, before you go all, um, you know, all the way down the YouTube rabbit hole, look at the obvious. So, But all is well, all is well. So how about you guys?
0: Have you ever dropped a pop bottle or something and it got behind your brake pedal by chance? Because it happened to me when you were mentioning about the the floor mat being there. Quite a few years ago when I was a teenager, I didn't really keep a very clean vehicle. And I can't remember if it was a can or a bottle, but it, it fell down. And then, you know, you kind of hit your brakes and it rolls forward. And the next time you go to hit your brake... And you got no brake, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And it was a pop bottle that had rolled underneath my brake pedal. So, shit happens. Yeah, I get you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I've had I've had that happen where you get something stuck behind the gas the gas pedal or the brake pedal. The best one um, I used to drive an '87 cut, old Cutlass, you know, shit brown piece of shit. Um, the first day I bought it. We had been going through it, and I went to go take take it for a drive, and all of a sudden, I had no power brakes on the thing, like none. Well, I find out a vacuum, you know, so I sailed right through an intersection, you know, because <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> I'm going thirty five forty, and I'm not standing on it hard enough, so sail right through it. And sure enough, it was a vacuum line. The vacuum
0: line fell off the brake booster. Oh man. You have? Do you want to go next, Nate? Do you have any improvisation stories?
1: Yeah. Uh, we put the rabbits in the shed, and I had to improvise a little bit there. Uh, my original plan was to build something underneath them to catch all the manure. And that plan didn't really work, and I was kind of looking, and I'm like, this is going to be a bigger mess than I want it to be. So we ended up, um, I went out and bought a whole bunch of like $11 clear plastic tubs to sit underneath. Like 20 of them or 30 of them or something. You know, cause it was the biggest I could find. It was the flattest I could find. Cause Bernard's got rid of their mixing totes, the big concrete mixing trays. So waste all that money only to find out, Hey, home Depot has them, the mixing tubs. And they're like 15 bucks a piece. And the thirty by thirty six, they fit perfect underneath the cages.
0: <laughs> but you made it work, didn't you? It might yep. have cost a little more, might have been a pain in the ass, but you made it work in the time that it needed to be made. Hey, eh? absolutely. And
1: now the rabbits are peeing and improving on each other, so it's all good.
0: I was—I'm sure I've got a hundred stories, but the first one that came to mind was last winter. You know, when I go around to check on my bank properties, I have to you know, do the snow. Right. And of course it gets packed down because I only go once every two weeks. So I tend to take my snowblower with me, have it on my trailer, you know, it's out in the elements and I get about 45 minutes away from home. I pull up to the place to go. And you know, that little chintzy little plastic insert key that has to be in there in order to activate, you know, so it doesn't turn, but it just goes in and it, I don't know, it must push in a connection of some sort. So I go to start my snowblower won't start. I look, the damn key is missing. I assume that it must have wobbled out somewhere between provost and Hugh Endon. So about 40 minutes. I look everywhere and I was pretty sure I took it out and put it in my pocket to be safe. But I, I don't know. I couldn't find it. So I get out my neck knife and I find a plastic fork in our go bag and I whittle it out because you know how it's like thin in the middle, but then the sides are a little wider to give it reinforcement. It was the perfect size once I trimmed it down a bit that I could just push it in there and start the snowblower. And I managed, I really impressed myself because I was cussing and swear I was mad. So then I stopped and thought about it for a few minutes and I was able to get my snowblower to work. Then a couple of days later, I get home, I start looking through the truck and it had fallen in, I kind of call it the point of no return. In the front of those dodges, there's this spot that kind of goes down beside the driver's seat and then it's under that, I don't even know what you call it. There's the middle seat. That's also a console and there's really no access to it, but it kind of slides down. Lost my iPod, my ear pods in there one or AirPods in there one time. And I lost that key in there. So anyway, I managed to make it work with a plastic fork. So there was that. How about you? Oh, go ahead, Nate.
1: Yeah. Solution to the problem. Get rid of the Dodge.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) I do like my Ram, but yes, that's true. Is that the same one that was framed in the window the other day? That was it.
2: Yes, <laughs> perfectly framed. <laughs> okay. Um, let me think. I've had a couple of them. We were talking about that cutlass. I, I about twenty years ago, I had an '87 uh, uh, Monte Carlo, and it's a two door. And you know how two doors have the 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 heavy. And so the the hinges get tweaked and stuff. So if you could get the doors to close, they wouldn't undo. So I was like crawling in and out the window and getting my butt caught on the where you lock the door <laughs> all the time. And then whenever you could get it open, you couldn't get them to close again. So like. I was stuck at Walmart one time, going through the trunk looking for bungee cord because I didn't, so I could run the bungee cord from one door to the other and drive back home because the doors wouldn't stay closed. But that was an okay one. But if, when we were coming down from Alaska, you talking about doing some improvising? Our gas tank fell off. The strap that holds the gas tank on was had uh, come off. And so the gas tank fell off. So we took everything out of the trunk and put it on a, in a rack on top of the car. And this is when we were driving from Alaska to Texas. And uh, we're trying to figure out how to get the gas tank to hook the lines up. And so we ran the, the fuel lines through the portholes in the trunk. But the only thing we had for lubricant to actually connect it was my And I pulled it out and we used uh, car Mix on the on it and hooked it up and drove down the road again.
0: I was thinking, there was one time I remember we, uh, my wife's vacuum cleaner, they had those little rubber belts in them, and this is a time that I failed miserably, but we were getting ready to do some vacuuming, I don't know what happened, and shredded the belt, and I checked, there was only one place open that day, and I went and looked, and he had a belt, and it was a little too small, so I tried to stretch it, that didn't work, so I thought, well, what am I going to do? So I grabbed some of them industrial strength rubber bands, thinking maybe that'll work, well, it didn't. <laughs> I tried really, really hard. I wanted it to, but all it did was stretch and burn through. So, you know, sometimes you try to improvise and you just, you're shit out of luck. But um, I had another yeah, yeah. time that I had a, a kind of a pinhole, kind of piss and leak out of a old piece of copper pipe in the utility room down in the basement. And I didn't have, at the time, I didn't keep much on hand. So I didn't have any shark bites or anything for fixing it. It was a Sunday, of course, and in this town, Sundays, usually there's nothing open. Sometimes old Sam's hardware store is open, but not too often. So I thought, what am I going to do? So I cut up an old inner tube for a bike tire, wrapped it around a few times, and then put a couple of hose clamps on it. And it stopped probably 95% of the leak until Monday, until I could uh, get the parts to fix it so that I didn't have to call in a plumber because... Plumbers on weekends are way too expensive. What do you think, Gary? Uh, I was having another
3: Jeep story coming to mind. Nice. Um, so sometime midsummer, just this past little bit, uh, the back hatch handle quit working. Um, it acted like it was locked all the time and there's no inside hatch so i couldn't operate it from the outside um and to get to the inside i was going to have to cut into the panel because with it shut all the screws that i need to take out to pull the panel off are inaccessible and I, I just kept putting it off plus that was going to mean i was going to be sitting in the back of a black jeep in the summertime trying to get this off so i just kept i was like screw it so i've been getting all of my I carry like all of my DeWalt tools, of course, in, in the cargo space. So I've been like through the little back side door, you know, grabbing all my crap back and forth all summer long, but I was really wanting to get it fixed before I went to Jack's so I could have that hatch because it just makes it so much easier when you're camping. Um, and I was on the road going to see a customer, um, out in the middle of nowhere about a week or two before I was supposed to go to Jack's I'm driving down the road and I'm like, man, it's loud. Did I roll a window down or something? I don't remember, you know, and, uh, and (laughs) also importantly, um, my, uh, rear view mirror has fallen down. I'm the worst. I mean, I, so I have no rear view mirror. I've gotten accustomed to using the side mirrors and that hatch has come open and it is all the way open and it is flopping in the wind. Um, I had just put new hydraulic arms on it. So it's like stiff and just don't go there guys, but it's up, it's up in the air. And, uh, I was like, well, doors open. I can fix it. Now I get pulled over, um, do the ratchet strap maneuver to keep it shut for now until I could, you know, assess the issue when I got home, um, managed not to lose anything out of the back, which was nice. I went and and doubled back that quarter mile just to be sure. And, uh, Ultimately, uh, that weekend when I got to fix it, one, one screw had fallen out and, um, and they're weird little screws. They're some kind of, I'm sure proprietary thing, but I found a, um, I swiped one from another area of the interior to, uh, anchor it back in. And so far so good. And I tried every time I open that hatch, I try to look at it and make sure those screws aren't starting to back out. I probably need to take them back out and put some Loctite on and run them back in. But, um, that was just kind of funny because I, I, I just kept putting it off and I was like, man, I'm going to have to like, you know, take a jigsaw and cut a hole in here and get all this open. I don't want to do that. But actually it just turns out that if you wait long enough, it'll just come open on its own. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my latest Jeep adventure. Plus I drove that, I drove that thing all the way to Texas, um, over 1800 mile round trip, uh, about 28 hours of driving um, no heat, no AC. I wanted the AC on the way down and I wanted the heat on the way back. Um, I've got a little dash heater though, that, Ooh. uh, that sits up there so I can at least like not have frost build up from, you know, condensation or whatever. And I usually just kind of ride with a, um, with a, uh, jacket over my legs. Cause it's, you know, drafty down there in the driver's compartment. Um, it was cold. It was it was in the mid-20s when I was coming through Middle Tennessee and I stopped at Nicole's uh to get some rest before I went the rest of the way home on my way home. And uh, you know, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. I mean, I there's no point in me having super nice stuff. It it would it would be cool to have something that's just completely outfitted, but at this point, it's just it's just all comfort and I don't have to have it.
2: What year's the Jeep?
3: Wait, what year is it? It's a 97. 97? It's a 97, and it rolled 222,000 miles this week. Um, And uh, runs like a champ. I mean, I've put a radiator in it, and uh, there's kind of a running joke for people who – I'm not really like a Jeep guy. I'm not really into the culture. It's just a work vehicle for me. But it is kind of a running joke if you see somebody – with a similar era jeep you're like you always ask them like hey have you checked the coolant lately because that's the only thing is like they can get a little leaky on the coolant if you don't keep an eye on it you know you'll obviously ruin it um and i just i changed the radiator last year because it had a little pinhole leak i noticed and uh uh so yeah you see another guy with his with his old uh not even rusty jeep but just kind of beat up old jeep They're like hey have you looked at the coolant lately and you're like yeah buddy i checked it this morning so They'll take care of you. Just not comfortably. So uh,
2: you know what else doesn't work for uh working on vehicles either? We I had a ninety-four uh tempo, Ford Tempo that the Cyber Team belt had gone out on it and it and I couldn't get another belt and Pennyhose does not work as a belt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not as good as they like to say, that's for sure. So
1: uh Philippines got one in there a uh, metal coat hanger to hang up a muffler on a 67 Buick. I did that uh, six months ago with my O2 Honda Civic SI. The exhaust fell off and I had to wire it up to get it a couple blocks over to the muffler shop.
0: So been there, done that. Yep.
2: No, no, right. hangers, that's a permanent fix. have a ride past yeah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I had a guy I worked with at Dairy Queen that uh, liked to soup up his vehicles. And one day we went over and we looked under, he had dual exhaust on it and we're like, think that vehicle comes with dual exhaust so we look and you know standard factory exhaust coming out one side has exhaust coming out the other you look in and the pipe is just duct taped to the underside of the vehicle like hey whatever it takes right so a couple other ones i've done snowblowers you know they have the augers in them that spin and they have the shear pins so that if you suck something in It'll just break that pin instead of breaking the whole assembly and caught, you know, ruining your whole snowblower. So one day I thought I had shear pins left. I didn't have any shear pins left. So I went into the garage. And thought, what am I going to use? And I found, I don't know if you guys know what box nails are, but they're, they're basically nails. Uh, like a two and a half or a three and a half inch nail, but they're a thinner nail. I don't even know what the hell they use them for. They just call them box nails. So, and they got a, a big head, not like a finished nail. So I just took them down in there and they're the type you can bend over by hand if you want. So I just put them through there and bend them around. Now I wouldn't recommend it because of course, if you sucked up the wrong rock, you could have a really bad expensive day, but I had to finish the snow. So you got to do what you got to do
1: that's pretty smart i've i've done that before i've wired up a a mower my mower deck every once in a while i'll lose the uh pins for that so i gotta get a you drop a bolt in or you know piece of wire through the cut for a counter pin or something
0: Um, so i know how that goes the uh first time man it was probably one of the very first times i took my zero turn out. i'd never used it before I was mowing along, mowing. It was looking good. And then all of a sudden, everything looked like it was, you know, one side was nice and the other side was cutting a little high or a little low. I couldn't figure it out. I was too stupid to stop and look. So I just kept going. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, this isn't riding level. And I look and one of the rear tires was completely flat and right off the goddamn rim. And I'm I'm about, about an hour from town. So to go back to town, oh, yeah, and, and those things are a bitch to push. So it's not like you're going to push it back on your trailer and take it home with you. So it, you're basically stuck out in the field trying to figure out what to do. So I called my brother-in-law, and I said, I've got a compressor. I have I didn't have a, um, a patch kit, but I had some of that green slime with me. The problem was I couldn't get it had come completely off the rim. I couldn't get it seated back into the rim, right, because it's flopping in the wind. So I called him and I said, well, what can I do, Barrett? He said, well, try a ratchet strap. I'd never done that before. So anybody out there, you know, it's not a huge mower, but I got it jacked up. I lifted it up, put it on a block. And if you put a ratchet strap around the middle of the flat tire, what it does is it pushes the center of the tire down and it forces the bead of the tire onto the rim. And if you're lucky and you get it tight enough, you can start putting air into it that'll seat it on the rim. And I was able to do it and finish my mowing that day. I was pretty impressed because that's something I had never done before.
1: So uh, my daughter's ATV, the oldest daughter's ATV, it's a little 90cc. Uh, it's something you'd buy at like Napa or whatever. Um, but her, the rear tires on that thing go flat all the time, and they'll come off the rim if you're not <laughs> paying attention. So my trick is the ratchet strap. <laughs> And I also take uh, like rubber cement or like the tire sealant, like that tire glue. Oh, yeah. And I'll rub it on the rim or the bead of the tire and then cinch it down with the ratchet strap and then air it up over, you know, like twice what it says it's going to take and let it sit for a little while. But that that usually holds for the summer and then
0: over winter it does it again. So you kind of glue it into place or seal yep. it into place. That's yep. actually not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, it works. I, I, I got a tube that stuff out in the garage. Why not?
0: Oh, let's see. Uh, Philippine Nomad said, the summer of 79, our lampoon's vacation. Our headlight circuit blew out in the Ford minivan in the middle of Wyoming. I helped co-pilot with a six-volt flashlight till we got to a rest stop. <laughs> That's a pretty cool story. Yep. I got another. Oh,
2: go ahead, Thesia. That reminds me, because when we were coming from Alaska, that was the worst trip coming from Alaska ever. And we didn't know what was going on, uh, but we didn't have taillights and the exhaust kept falling off. So it wasn't doing very good either. And it was being, being held up with wires and stuff and uh we didn't have dash lights either and my first husband was a mechanic and he didn't know this crap and we're driving down and we were in canada coming in and a, a mounty pulled us over and he said you realize that the only way only reason i knew you were there at all is because your exhaust is dragging and sh- shooting up huge s- showers of sparks
0: <laughs> oh
2: and he says you guys got to pull over for the night or do something and the only thing it was was a little fuse that was out that and because it was a fuse and in risk part of the reason he pulled us over too because usually if you steal back in the day i don't know if it happens now but if you steal a vehicle a lot of times it blows that fuse and so if you see a vehicle with no tail lights it's a good chance that it was a stolen vehicle so he was making sure that we hadn't stolen somebody's car and showing showering sparks down the road indicating the way we we're gonna go anyway <laughs> He was a nice man the Mountie in Canada was really nice to us
0: I saw a couple of different things when I was working at home hardware that were pretty good improvisations the first one were these these two young guys were doing some drywall work they you know they came from away and bought a know a property they were going to turn into a bed and breakfast and all they drove was a little geo metro no it wasn't i was like a um a vw just a tiny vw you know car and they needed four sheets of half inch four by eight drywall and they had no way to haul it home and they didn't want to pay the 20 or 30 whatever it was delivery fee they were about i don't know 10 minute drive all the way along the bay so you can imagine what the wind was like and they decided they were going to be smart enough. They put the four sheets of drywall on the roof of that little VW, and they each drove one guy in the passenger side, one guy in the driver's side, and held it down. And I bet everything I had that they wouldn't make it. Now they could have lied to us, but the next day they come in and said they made it home, finest kind. Now I still, I still say bullshit. I mean, I even at friggin' twenty kilometers an hour, that wind would be catching it like a sail. But I don't know. And then the best one I ever saw, this old-timer named Fraser Cipher. He was probably in his late 70s, early 80s. He drove a Harley-Davidson motorcycle 12 months of the year. And in Nova Scotia, you get wet, big snow. Anyway, and the cool thing was he had one leg, so he drove with a wooden leg. About 20 years before that, he'd lost it in a motorcycle accident, and he always played a pirate in the local parade every single year, which was cool. Anyway, he comes (laughs) in one night. And he says, I need two two by fours. Okay. He said, Give me 10 footers. Okay. No problem. He goes, I don't need tens. I only need eights, but give me tens. Okay. So I go outside. He goes, You got to come out, Tim, and see it. He takes the 10 footers, makes a noose, wraps some rope around the two ends, one end of the two by four, wraps the, uh, ties it to the, you know, when you got a passenger and they hold on to that, uh, the little loop on the back of the for, uh, the motorcycle. Ties it to there, and he drags them motherfuckers the whole way home. Fifteen was a fifteen-kilometer drive on the highway, and he drove. And he said, "I'll take ten feet because he figured he'd burn two feet off it on the way home." I mean, only a one-legged, eighty-year-old Harley Davidson guy who didn't give two shits could pull that off. And I, like, what? I'm sure the poor guy's passed away now. That was ten or fifteen years ago. But what? Yeah, I'll never forget it as long as I live. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. We have a guy who used to work for us. We called him uh, Carney. <laughs> <laughs> he'd was he he'd always, you know, it'd be January in Chicago, and here he'd be coming up the street in his shorts and riding his Harley. And it's like 10 below outside. It was ritual. You'd hear him coming or either the, uh, was it like an 80s, late 80s, early 90s square body Camaro?
0: Okay. That that was the other thing you drove. I was trying to, last last winter, here's another one I did. I had a a little eight by eight shed that I built and I needed to move it. And I'm pretty stubborn. So I like to do things by myself if I can help it. I hate to ask for help. So one thing in case anybody's wondering, if you need to move a shed, wait till the ground freezes and everything's covered in ice because the lack of friction makes your life a lot easier. So I, I took I I didn't even have a jack at the time, but I had a big pry bar. So I pried it up and I put little, um, I don't know, like little logs or they they're like, um, two inch diameter fence posts round. And I got them under there. And then I took my quad with the snow plow on the front of it. And I just kind of pushed it to where I wanted. So between the ice, the rolling and the four wheeler, I was able to slide that bugger right up to where it went. So, you know, sometimes you got to make things work with what you have. Mm-hmm.
2: Now was it on the front of a vehicle is it torsion rods that holds the 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 tires tie rods I, I always called it, it tie rod? rods is it tie rods okay yeah yeah we the 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 vehicle that we brought down from Alaska was a 66 Chevy Paula and so and we we came down in in 83 and in 84 this poor car by the time we found it, I got a picture of that sucker being towed away when we sold it because it had like over 300,000 miles on it but Pulling up into our driveway was a little bit of a, you know, just a little bit of a curb, and uh, we, I was sitting on the front porch, and my brother-in-law was pulling up in that, and he hit that little curb, and both wheels went like that, and I jumped up. I'm going, whoa, 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 look at the car, <laughs> and they all thought I'd lost my head, but man, I'm glad it did in the driveway and not
0: on the highway. I remember when we were first married, that happened to us. We, Becky pulled in at my work to pick me up and she went, I hopped in the car with her and we were ready to head home. And we went to back up and the car barely would move. And we hopped out and one tire was facing one way, other tire was facing the other way. What in the hell are we going to do? The things we used to do, I tell you. I was thinking this wasn't really improvisation, but since I'm sharing stories about where I worked, Another one one time, I could never figure out how this happened, but somebody had to bring a generator back for a return. They had a small compact car and they put the generator in the front passenger seat, which was fine, except the door wouldn't shut. And when they pull up and they stop right in front of my office door, I look out the window and I see him untying it. And I don't know how he did it, but he tied the passenger side door to the steering wheel. And he managed to not kill himself driving. I I don't know. I, that's got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. But somehow they managed to get to the store without losing the door or killing somebody. But, yeah. So I, I wouldn't call that improvising. I'd call that dumb as shit. But anyway, that's another story.
3: I uh, witnessed a couple of weeks ago um, at the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> A husband trying to make something work that physics was just not going to allow and the wife getting madder by the minute. Um, I, I continue to say that there is probably, I mean, if I literally had nothing else to do, which is never the case, but if I had nothing else to do, I would hang out at Home Depot or Lowe's. And where I am, they're practically across the street from each other with the trailer empty and just watch people and then offer to help. So, um, these are, you know, slightly older folks, they've got a newer, it was either the CRV or the RAV4, whichever one, but one of those kind of crossover types, and they are trying really hard to load, I think they were two by sixes, and they were probably maybe 10 footers, through the back hatch, over the center console, and they were Pressing on the yes. windshield oh. and he had about five of them stacked up but of course with the curvature of the windshield you know he's running out of room in the back and the wife is like and they're they're right up on the curb doing this and uh angel had picked me up i think she she dropped me off i got what i needed she ran errands. she was picking me up on the curb and we're kind of sitting there behind these people watching this and you can just see the steam coming out of the ears of this woman. Like she's just getting ready to tear him a fresh asshole. And he's like, honey, I can make it work. I'll figure it out. And she's just like, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. Clyde, whatever the hell his name was. I mean, just that it was like, oh, man. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Angel and she's like, you're going to go offer to help, aren't you? I'm like, I can't help it. Like she's going to kill him. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, so I walked over there and I was like, hey, guys and she kind of like spun around and and i was like i was like look i got an empty truck bed and they they, they were only trying to move like 12 of these it wasn't that many but more than the rav four was going to take on and i was like look i got an empty truck bed i don't have anything else going on today you know can i offer you guys a hand like i wasn't even trying to look for money i was just like probably saving this man's life <laughs> and this and this they had um really thick like boston whatever new england accent you know oh. more, more more transplant so i come down here you know i'm i'm doing the southern thing that we do hey, y'all. um and uh and i think she was like blown away by the offer and she was like really brusque at first but then kind of chilled out she was like that's really kind i really appreciate that but but we'll figure it out and i was like are you sure because i, I really don't mind like you know i'm assuming you guys you know probably aren't too far from here you know we can we can knock this out real quick, and ultimately she declined, and I said, "All right, well, you know, good luck," <laughs> and headed on down the road. Um, but uh, yeah, she probably killed him, that or they busted their windshield. You could oh, go ahead, Nate.
1: <laughs> so I got I got oh4 uh, Ford Focus.
3: <laughs> when I was
1: building the chicken coop, I needed two two by four by eights. So, I went to the to the hardware store, and I'm like, you know, I can do this. They'll fit. No problem. So, I get them, put them in the back of the truck, put them up on the dash, and they're a little close to the front window. You know, they're kind of sitting on an angle, and uh, I go to close the hatch. I get the first click. I'm like, all
0: right, good. <sighs> Second oh. click, crack the window. Oh, <laughs> Nate. Oh. It happens, brother. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, I had to buy a window out of that one. Oh.
2: That what color was the hard Focus? Dark gray. Oh, uh, because I got a, a dead white one in my backyard right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that was Aaron's old car. That was the second car, second new car she ever bought, and I ended up driving it. And yeah, I put a. Uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, it was one two by four through the uh, front window.
2: Oh,
3: Oops.
1: Okay,
2: Carrie, I have to admit, I drive a RAV4 and you probably wouldn't watch all the things I've tried to shove into my car. <laughs> but I haven't crafted anything yet. I'm grateful.
3: I've done it. I mean, I have, we went, um, I don't know what we were thinking, but we had to pick up uh, linoleum for the cabin, which I think is 12 feet long, um, what we bought. 10 or 12 real stinking long you know the truck was a six foot bed um Ooh. the trailer's six or it's eight feet but i didn't have the trailer with me that day because i'm a bonehead and um we ended up uh putting it over top of the cab like in the bed down in the bed and over top of the cab and tying it down now and that, and that was fine we didn't have to go too far and it wasn't i mean it's all rolled up so it doesn't really catch too much wind but it was um it was really unwieldy trying to get it up there cause it wants to bend in half and I'm kind of up there yeah. wrestling it and everything. And it's, it's just super awkward. And I'm, and I'm sure, you know, I, I caused a show for many people in the parking lot that day. So I, we've all been there. We've all pushed the limits. We've all jammed stuff into awkward angles. I've seen people with, with two by fours, like in through the driver's side, window and out the rear passenger or the uh, you know i guess you'd like passenger side through behind the driver's seat like uh, through like skewering the car
1: if i need to get a 10 foot stick of something be it pvc or copper or or ground rod or something it'll go out the uh, passenger side window and just sit like right on my mirror So I have it kind of angle out that window and just set it right on the mirror and tie it down.
0: (laughs) I was going to mention, I have seen people do this with like smaller Jeeps and things. If there's two people in the vehicle, they'll take, especially it works really good with tube materials. So like copper pipe or electrical conduit, they'll take and they'll tie, they'll sit it in the crook of the front mirror. They'll tie it there and then they'll have their passenger sit in the rear, like the, the, the back passenger seat and they'll hold their hand out and just hold it there. And I've seen that work many times for things like copper pipe and conduit. I wouldn't want to put anything, you know, big, heavier square on it. But, yeah, I've seen that work a few times.
2: Well, yeah, you know, that's what the red flags are for, to tie on the very end of it. As long as you got that red flag, you're legal.
0: <laughs> Four feet. <laughs> a couple other things, Carrie, with linoleum like that. Um, now, it probably wouldn't have worked in your case. But say you're if, you, if you're picking up a piece that's like 12 foot by 8 foot, have them roll it the short way. I've had that happen before for people. Um, or if you know you're going to get a 12 foot piece, bring a couple of two by fours with you and then you set them flat, shrink wrap them and then put a ratchet mm-hmm. strap over them and that'll help support it because I have kinked it and if it's cheap shit, the kink ain't coming out of it. You know, you a lot of times I've, yeah, anyway, <laughs> just ask me, I've, I've screwed many a thing up before, but yeah, two by fours or, or anything like that'll work good. Mm-hmm. I've had, uh, but always keep ratchet straps with you because there's many times that I have, uh, you know, we were going one grid mo- one grid road down the highway, so a mile from here, and Mac and I threw the the extension ladder on us, you know, I slapped it. I said that'll be good. Halfway, half mile out of town, and the thing flew right off in the highway. So don't do what Tim does sometimes because, uh, yeah, you're gonna end up with a, a lawsuit or a wrecked vehicle or something. Mm but yeah, there's, I don't know. I, I probably could write a whole book about the shitty weird things I'd seen people do at uh, home hardware, just the different improvisations people, you know, at one time we charged $15 to deliver in town. I mean, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. And people would still, no, it's fine. I'll get it in the vehicle and you'll watch them struggle for, I mean, what's your time worth? You know, you're going to sit there for an hour trying to get something in a vehicle that's not going to fit. Like, or like Nate, you know, break the, break the window out of the back. Yeah. Of the, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it was the front window. It was the windshield. Oh, it was.
0: Oh my God. Cause I had it, I
1: had it up on the dash. Just so it clear. It was a 10 foot stick. That's right. Cause I could get eights in there. So I figured I, I needed a 10 foot and it, I couldn't get it pushed down below the line. So I'm like, ah, oh, the, you know, the back will just bend a little bit. It won't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: That's not what button <laughs> when Carrie was talking about seeing stuff at the Home Depot and stuff. When Tom and I used to go to the lake all the time, we swore up and down. We've seen the beginnings of more divorces at the the boat ramps. Oh, <laughs> We're oh. Boat.
0: yep. Or backing trailers into uh, camping mm-hmm. sites. Heaven help you. Mm hmm. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Oh, the the and people get so bent out of shape over it, so easy. Anybody else have any other stories of improvisation that uh, you might have come up with over the years? No, I'm trying to think all the things I fucked up in my life. (laughs) Oh, I've had a
3: lot. My God,
0: I I just had one too. And I everything
3: else always goes fine for me. I mean, that's it was just today. Every other day is just gravy. (laughs) You're either full
0: of shit or, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Something else. um, I I had a memory on my Facebook the other day. I was uh, climbing under a mobile home here a few years ago, and they had the hot pipe for their radiator or for whatever the in-floor heat coming down through the floor, and they needed a heat shield on it. And they took an old license plate and cut a hole in the license plate and fit it around the pipe. So the old-timers knew what they were doing, some of the stuff they could make work with almost nothing. So I, I thought that was pretty ingenious. I know I had another one, but I lost it. I'm just going to, yeah, uh, it was there. But And you're right, Thesea, um, pantyhose or nylons don't work really well in place of a V-belt. As much as, you know, um, Mythbusters or somebody might want us to think they do. Uh, yeah, the, the times I've seen it, they haven't worked. And I know I've taken some electrical stuff before and you know if i've had a bad switch go take it apart you know um splice the wires together never caused a fire but some shady things over the years where you're like "Ah, i wonder if i can make this work
2: well you know i was trying to do the take apart this bathroom we're back to the bathroom and i knew that i had to take the the uh light switches and stuff off and, and a new, and I ended all the wires. But then Tom comes home, he goes, well, did you label the wires or tape them off? I'm going, no, was I supposed to do that? <laughs> so he had to come in behind me and try to fix up. So he goes, uh, so we can turn on the electricity back into the bedroom again and not set the house on fire <laughs> or get electrocuted. <laughs> it happens, you know,
0: I, um, yeah, the, yeah i don't know moving things you know heavy heavy kind of stuff i've uh i've used tarps before you put a like a heavy item on a tarp and you can pull it across carpet by yourself instead of having to hire some little yahoo to help you that probably can't do it anyway but
2: yeah oh, i got an awesome strap my boys used to work at this place and it was, and it was a it was a big old Strap that they use for unloading sheets of metal and stuff like that, but it apparently it didn't pass the test anymore So I got this huge heavy. It's probably 20 foot long heavy-duty strap and so every, Like we're on a hill and half the time when I'm trying to do on the riding mower down this hill every once Every once in a while I get this mower hung on the guy wire on the hill so I have to go get the strap bring it through the um bring it through the axle and wrap it around my waist and pull it back off and I also use it when I'm moving the A-frame for my pig uh, huts now too because sometimes they get mired down in mud and stuff but then that strap for, and then wrap it around my waist and I can pull, I can, I can pull a lot of stuff with it
0: You reminded me of another story then, Thesey, I worked at a, in, I don't know, 2000 my uh, sophomore year of college, I worked at a, a summer camp for kids whose parents were in jail and it was in the middle of nowhere in New Brunswick. And the mosquitoes would pick you up and carry you off. And so we, we it was a, an eight-week program, two weeks with kids, two weeks of work, two weeks with kids, two weeks of work. And those two weeks of work, we basically picked rocks. Like the entire place was just full of rocks. And Steve was like, hey, if you need something to do, pick rocks. So I would mow for about three days. And then we'd pick rocks for the rest of the days. And it was just a ride-on mower. And I remember one time I fetched up on well, I should have seen it, but it was a rock. It was huge. And I must've been going too fast because I drove the front of the deck backwards and I drove the mower blade right through the front of the deck. So there I am high and dry with the deck pushed back in the blade right through it. But you know, I was what? nineteen, twenty? So I was young, dumb and strong. So I picked the front end of that whole ride on mower up and I set it up at 45 degrees and I found the biggest friggin' rock I could find, and I beat the front of that mower deck out until I freed it from the blade and I finished mowing. So, yeah. (laughs) The shit that we do. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I I don't know. Anybody else have any other fun stories?
1: Not that I can come up with, but I'm
0: sure I could think of something after the fact. Oh, yeah. Well, we could do a follow-up for this one eventually, but... (laughs) Well, Kerry Brown, how do people find you if they want to follow up with your
3: brother? Yep. I'm over at uh, strongrootsresources.com. i got Instagram and Facebook and even a few uh, YouTube videos up now under that name. Nice. And uh, I am adding a few new design clients. So if folks want help designing their homestead, and I don't care if you're in an urban spot, suburban, or if you're working with a bunch of acreage, I can help you with all of it so dot com, and uh give me a shout it's a good time of year to actually um, be planning infrastructure and that kind of thing most people want to wait until spring but we can uh we can kind of jump ahead that timeline a little bit if we get to work on it this winter
0: get any i never asked anybody this but you got any projects coming up this winter that you're excited to work on
3: uh mostly well um aside from the design stuff that i'm On currently, and I've got some pending ones that I'm going to go out and do next week in the first week of December, Um, but I'm putting together uh, coursework to host people here on the farm and we're going to have a, it's going to be going to be a combined class of uh, wild edible and wild medicinal foraging, but there's also going to be some land study techniques involved Um, we're kind of taking the the first uh, aspect of permaculture of observe and interact and we're going to expand upon that and we're actually going to host people here on the farm probably probably do it two classes a month um most likely early spring through the fall i'm still kind of tuning it up but that's the that's the
0: general idea at this time love it how about you theseia any projects you got coming up and then after that tell us how we can find you
2: okay i'm still working on the bathroom and trying to get that under control i might have it done in my lifetime i don't know well tom's taking vacation off next week so maybe we can actually get some work done together and uh, get that done uh as you can tell by my thing i am still ellis family farms i haven't uh, converted over to grandma's homestead yet but my youtube channel is ellis family farms and uh, you can find me there and i'm also under different variations of Thesia ellis on TikTok, youtube not YouTube, YouTube uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Oh, I was looking, you posted something the other day and you had like a whole page of all the different things that you that you have yours on. So I've just, I've, I actually did a screenshot of it. So I'm thinking, ooh, so I can see which ones I need to be getting on if I can't. That's a lot of bandwidth though, I don't know.
0: I keep an, I have a notepad on both my PC and my computer with all my links, so I never have to type them out. It's just copy and paste. Takes three seconds. Took me, I don't know, half an hour to set up two years ago. And then I just modify it as I go. But it yeah. So that's a, a good little hack or tip for any content creators out there. Keep a keep a notepad with all your content um links because it'll save you some time. So Yeah, we do um, the same
1: thing. I have a Google Drive folder that has all of our links.
0: So Pretty smart about that. <laughs> so what do you got coming up, Nate? You got any projects on the go? And
1: uh, The only projects we have coming up are rabbits. We should have some out in the nest boxes right now. Um, I think I f- saw one of our does pulled fur. So Ooh. we may have some baby bunnies out there. I got to go count how many. I know there's <laughs> one at least. Um, so it'll be uh, raising those guys up for February freezer date. Um. other than that we got some fun stuff in the mail and these are all of our patches nice cool. they just showed up today so there's a hundred of them here and they're going to come out on Black Friday we're going to post a link to our Etsy page Nice on Black Friday so make sure you follow us on all of our social media and you can find all that stuff at Two chicks dot itty bitty dot tips. That'll have all of our links and stuff. Um, that's, uh, yeah, two, <laughs> that's the easy way to find it. And if you want to win one, I'm going to go out on a limb here. If you want to win one in the fireside Fre- uh, freedom chat on Telegram, which is t.me fireside freedom chat. Uh Tim's gonna post a link here in a second. Yep, I'm working
0: on how you know.
1: <laughs> if you want to tell me what happened in radio or TV thirty-five years ago tonight, post it in there and I will send you a patch free of charge.
0: Can we give him a hint? Nope. All right.
2: I was about to say, I win, I win, I know (laughs) Yeah, you all four
1: already know Because we were talking about it earlier today But uh, yeah, first one to say What happened 25 years ago 35 35 years ago tonight In Chicago That's the only tip you're going to get I'll send you
0: a patch Yes Something to do with Coca-Cola No, well, not really But you know (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, I have been working my ass off. I've got my garage insulated. Uh, So now the problem is, is I insulated over my studio. So you know the area that um, if you see like my tool review videos and it's all painted black and it says Toolman Tim's Workshop behind it. So right now it looks like an unfinished wall because I have insulation where all those studs were. So I got to finish that. And I've decided to put a wood stove right in the corner. So I've repainted, refinished everything on the stove i just need to install a chimney now so i'm gonna have a wood stove and a gas furnace in my shop so there's no reason for me to freeze my baguettes off this uh, this winter clark that's for sure so but yeah so that's my project i'm working on right now i'm starting to plan for i'm gonna have i need to keep making it public so it happens but i'm gonna have an event here probably the last weekend in june um something along the lines of self-reliance north you know i don't know exactly i think we settled on a name i just can't remember what it's going to be right now so that's happening working um of course winter is always my time so i'm trying to put together the outline of a repairedness book i'd love to have that finished this year but it's probably not going to happen when i ac- ac- absolutely get down to it but yeah so those are my projects i'm working on if you want to find me uh you know toolmantim.co or Oh, Martinson family, in the chat, just won a patch, I do believe. That would be correct. She did. So now that Martinson mentioned it, we can talk about the Max Headroom intrusion. Uh, I did an episode on my podcast not too long ago about famous uh, media intrusions. And for whatever reason, I have been very much intrigued with this Max Headroom issue. And uh, basically it was was wgn right nate and
1: yep, wgn about one transmission i think it was 30 seconds one transmission was what
0: three, three minutes give or take I think so. yeah it, it wgn was a short one because they were very powerful and they overcame it but somehow some yahoo a couple of yahoos managed to get together a transmitter that had enough power to overcome the signal of a couple of local chicago radio stations and if any of you are old enough to remember max hedrum The guy that went on the air was wearing a Max Headroom mask, and he said a bunch of cryptic things while getting slapped on the ass with a fly swatter and a few other weird things. So it was cool. I don't know why I've always been intrigued by it. They've never solved it. No. You can go down the Reddit rabbit hole. There's a lot of people that they think knows who did it, but nobody has ever come up. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's – it's an unsolved mystery. Let's put it that way. So.
1: Yep. It is. And it, I'm surprised they haven't figured it out, but then again, you'd have to be tracking it pretty
0: right then and there to be able to get it. So I imagine uh, there'll be a deathbed confession, you know, whoever did it, it was in the eighties. Yeah. The, the best, um the best prediction that I have seen was some local, there, there was a couple different, there was a local guy who worked in university and that kind of stuff. And then there was a couple of local guys who had been fired by one of those stations. They were kind of the, the prime suspects, but nobody ever admitted to it. Nobody ever came forward. So I don't know. It's like uh DB Cooper, right?
1: Oh yeah. That's mm-hmm. another
0: one. But I don't know. I, it's just fun. I think it's more fun when you don't know what happened. I, I that's what I like about it.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, Martinson, I'll be getting with you here in a little bit, and we'll uh, get you a a patch. Uh, If you want to shoot me an email, info at twochickshomestead.com. And uh, I will get that sent out. If not, I'll find you on Telegram. I think you're on there, if I remember.
0: And that was two chicks with itty-bitty tips? Uh,
1: That's one of them. Okay. But, yeah, our our, um, main uh, email is info at twochickshomestead.com.
0: Perfect. All right. Anybody else have anything else you want to share before we close up? Carrie's shaking his head no. All hearts are clear. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us on yet another iteration iteration of the Fireside Freedom. We'll be back next week with a chat around the Fireside and, uh, I'm sure, a thirsty, tasty beverage in our glass. So, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.